This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up, what's up, what's up everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking with LP. And of course, this is yours truly, LP. Loving the fact that the Bengals finally got that dub. F- finally got out the snide. Um, finally released the O from the win column. Uh, however you want to slice it. Good things for the Bengals. So we're going to get into that. Um some football stuff some LP stuff cause weird stuff always happens to me and I don't know why it's been like that my whole life we're gonna get into that in a second I think I think the Bengals brass listen to the podcast y'all like I know they don't but I just found it funny that I was sitting here talking to y'all last week about this time and I'm like the Bengals need to do something to shake it up on offense you know Try some razzle dazzle, some 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 trick play type stuff, you know, just to just to shake the cobwebs off and let everybody know, hey, we'll go deep if we want to. We're gonna do our thing out here, and wouldn't you know it? First drive of the game, Bengals pulled a flea flicker out, put a little fake reverse to the pass. I'm like, I said that. I'm telling the wife, like I said that. They listen to me. She looking at me like, man, chill out. Like you doing too much. Maybe so. Maybe I am. But man, I'm like. You're, you're listening to the people and not even us. I mean, I'm sure they was kind of sitting in the lab. Like, what can we do to kind of let ourselves know that we can go deep and we can we can just get our offense popping? I'm sure that's what they were saying to themselves. Like, you know, just get the offense humming and not waiting until, I don't know, eight minutes left in the whole game to do so. But I can't hate. The Bengals put it on the Jets. And, and I know people are like, man, they the Jets. Like, be for real. It's kind of like how college football teams play like the – not calling the Jets a, a college football squad. Now, Jets fans don't get at me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, you know how those high-powered teams, you know, those those teams that do well every year, they kind of play um, directional state. You or something like that. They'll have them run off those games, first two games of the season, before they jump out and play like a real big non-conference power. They normally do that. They use those first two games as like a test run. You see what works. You see what doesn't work. Then you go into that game against the non-conference folks, and you're ready to ball. Some teams like to just schedule trash teams all throughout until conference time. I don't know. That wouldn't be my bag, but 
I feel like that's what the Bengals did with the Jets. They they kind of knew they had the game won, but you can't take anybody for granted. You saw what happened with Dallas last week, and that Cooper Rush dude must be the real deal because he keep getting it done. He undefeated as a starter, so, I mean, I can't hate. You got to love the fire that the Bengals came out with. They're going to need it against the Dolphins for real. Like, they really going to need it because, I mean, say what you want about the Dolphins. You can call them lucky. You can say, you know, if it wasn't for this or that, they wouldn't have won. But to me, it's like you could have said you could have said the same thing about the Bengals last year. You could have said the same thing about a lot of teams in the past few years. Every team in the NFL is only about four or five plays away from being great. Real talk. All of the games are super duper close. And I say this all the time. Y'all say it all the time. You're only so far away from being 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. The good teams make the plays and they get the dub. The bad teams don't. And they end up, I don't know what, 8 and 9, 6 and 11. It's really about those three or four plays in the game. Can your team make those plays? If they can, yay, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If not, whatever else around with loser. Loser, loser, I don't know. Boozer, smoozer. I don't know. I don't know what they play like. I say it's two things for the Bengals. Number one, in the game um, Thursday against the Dolphins. The helmets are going to be fire. You know, the Bengals coming out in the all-white fits, looking like Master P, Ice Cream Man, special outfit. You know what? That's what I'm calling them. The Ice Cream Man outfits. You know, the no limit fits. They're coming out in no limit fits. They're going to be about business, but that adrenaline can only last for so long. The Bengals got to come out ready to play. And I think it's going to come down to two things. Number one, can the offense get out to a good start? The defense have been carrying these boys for the past few games, man, since the beginning of the year. And I know the defense was happy to have the Bengals offense show up and kind of not really bail them out because the defense still ball, but the defense didn't feel that pressure that they've been feeling for the last couple games, y'all. It wasn't really like that for the Bengals. It felt like they was in cruise control from mid-second quarter on, which was kind of scary because you saw them kind of lapse into what they used to do in the past few games. But since they got out to a fast start, you can kind of match that with the deodorant of winning. You feel me? So, the Bengals got to jump out to a fast start and let Miami know, like, look, we know y'all 3-0. and We know y'all cooking right now, but we're the Bengals. That's what they need to think. Like, we're the Bengals. Y'all can't beat us on a Thursday night at home. Number one, get out to a good start. Number two, whatever the Bengals did against Tyreek Hill in the two games with the um, Chiefs last year, do that. <laughs> I mean, flat out, do that. That bracket coverage, sinking folks deep in the box, whatever it takes, do that. Run that, reprise that off that defense against the Chiefs, not to the extent that you did before, because two is no Patrick Mahomes. I mean, hell, let's be real. Nobody's a Patrick Mahomes. There's no shame in that. But there are certain things you can do that you did against the Chiefs, against the Dolphins. You can kind of play that slick double coverage that I was doing before. Um, 
put my man a woozy A on him, see if he can lock him up. I mean, don't be concerned about giving up a big player too. All right. It's gonna happen. It's the NFL. I mean, hell, it's football. And in football nowadays, it's really not about how it used to be. You know, holding the team to ten points, all that. That doesn't really work anymore because teams throw the ball so much. They throw the ball up and down the field and everything is shifted towards the offensive side of the ball as far as calls against the defense, roughing the passer calls, it's tough for a, def- for a defense to get a shutout or to hold a team to seven or ten points. That's why when you see it, you go, like, damn, they're really balling. It's really about making sure there aren't too many big plays. For every big play, you want to stack about four or five three and outs or times where, where the other team doesn't score. You want to stack those that way. If you can do that, you good. My prediction, Bengals 27, Miami 24. I think it's going to be a close game. I feel like Money Mac is going to, I guess you can call it the game winner. What I'm thinking is that Money Mac will get the um, field goal with about a minute and a half left in the game. And then the defense is going to make a stand at the end and hold those Miami boys out, make Trick Daddy mad, make Trina mad, all of them. <laughs> Bengals win 27-24, 2 and 2. And we're looking for all of the other AFC North teams to lose as long as they don't play each other. In which case, I hope they tie 0-0. I don't like them. Whatever. <laughs> so that's that on the Bengals. Man, as far as Miami, though, Man, what's going on with them boys, man? Like, you had the Brian, you had the Brian Flores thing. Now you got the two up. Like, let's be for real. If y'all saw what I'm talking about, um, the Miami win against the Buffalo Bills, you saw Tua hit the ground in a nasty fashion. Y'all, when I say nasty, I mean like you cringe when you see like, ooh. He get up, my man, take a couple steps and do the little drunk and stagger, fall back down, try to get back up. I'm like, my man got a concussion. I've seen some concussions. I've seen more than a few concussions. I I think I've had, if I say I think I had a concussion, then <laughs> shit, I probably had a concussion if I can remember it, right? And they say it's a back injury. Like Miami says it's a back injury and not a concussion. The hell you say might be for real. This is why this this is one of the main one of the many reasons why I feel like we as a country, we don't really value athletes health. We really don't. I feel like it's all about. Can this player get out on the field, help me win, help my bottom line as a fan? Fans are thinking, can my favorite player get out there? We really need him. I don't know why it's we. Like, you don't play for them. So why is it like, we need you out there? Like, come on, slow down, champ. (laughs) His teammates need him out there. However, if he cannot physically perform or if he's compromised, he needs to sit out. And I'm not saying that because the Bengals are playing the Dolphins and the Bengals might have a better time if Tua doesn't play, which, by the way, there's no guarantees that it's going to be a better time for the Bengals. Teddy Bridgewater can ball out. And y'all know our track record with um backup QBs. Y'all know how the Bengals get down with, with backup QBs, right? When I say R, 
I mean, as a collective city, we kind of cringe when we see backup quarterbacks. Like, backup QBs have made a name against the Bengals. We could take it all the way back to Brett Favre in 92. Like, people made a name against the Bengals. And Bridgewater's not a bum. Like, he really isn't. The man can ball. So, there's not... Um, This is just me personally speaking. There's no humongous drop-off between Tua and Bridgewater in my eyes. Not for real. Tua been balling. I mean, if you're saying in the past three weeks, then I say there's a big drop-off. But overall, career-wise, man, I wouldn't be afraid to roll with Bridgewater as my backup. Not at all. I'm not saying he should be the starter. But I'm saying as a backup to come in four or five game stretch? Come on, man. He's definitely not terrible. He's pretty good. So I'm not saying Tua shouldn't play to make an advantage for the Bengals. You know how I do if you listen to the listen to the pod. I'm about athletes' health. I'm like I advocate for athletes' health, and I just feel like people don't do that. People forget that these are human beings. Nobody really cares much about the football player off the field. Real talk, they really don't. That's why I'm always telling like these um, college athletes. Get your money, get your education, get all you can out of what you're doing because these fans don't love you like they say they do. I mean, if a fan was really honest, like myself and people I know, if you're really truly honest about how you view football or baseball or basketball, whatever, it's an awesome distraction. But win or lose, no matter how painful the Bengals' loss is, give me about 20, 25 minutes of like going like, dang, they should have won. Man, that's that bullshit. I'm over it, man. <laughs> like, it's a game for real. Like, I want my team, I want my favorite team to beat your favorite team because I want bragging rights and I love my city and I've been a Bengals diehard fan since before I could walk. But... To take all of that and go like, I need him to play because we got to win. And chill out. Like, that's the energy I get to the fam. That's the energy I give to my profession. This is a game. This is a sport. They're making money off of this. They're at work. I I think low-key that, like, all of these players, they got many friends on other teams, and they just talk shit to each other after the game. Kind of like the way we talk shit to our co-workers and people we know that work somewhere else. I'm sure it's like that. On the field, they trying to show and prove. They trying to do their thing. But off the field, it's like, man, you going to get a drink after this? Yeah, man, I'll meet you up there. Bet. I got you. Show me your city. <laughs> I'm sure it's like that. And I feel like I won't say that people take it way too seriously. Although if you look at Twitter, sometimes you see that people do. It's more like, you got to be able to balance it out. I mean, you really have to. Like, I was Saudi when the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. I was Saudi. So the the soaking period lasted a little bit longer. But what? 30 minutes, 45 minutes? We on the better things we're looking for next year. And I feel like people need to take out their whole, y'all got to win, y'all got to play, y'all got to be tough, y'all got to show up and show out and ball. It doesn't matter if you're hurt. Suck it up. These people got full lives to lead after age 
hell, 31, 32. A lot of a lot of football players retiring age 32, 33. They got a whole ass life after football, man. And they need to be walking. They need to be upright. They need to ha- they they need to understand that they have more memories to make after football. And people need to advocate for that, man. People really do. I mean, that's my personal opinion. And not that it's not serious, you know. Like I said, you want your team to win. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is fall back a little bit. Like, we got to prioritize health. Especially for football players, man. They get knocked in the head. And I, I don't know if my son could play football, real talk. I enjoy watching football. I really do. But seeing firsthand what you have to do, even as like a a high school football player, just seeing all of that, I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it, man, for real. That's why I'm watching the players. I hate some of the teams. I really do. But it's more like a don't be my team hate. Like, like chill out. Other than that, man, for real, man, y'all got to y'all gotta lift people up, man. Y'all got to make sure y'all looking out for your fellow man. That's, that's just how I feel about it. I guess it's normally the part where I say um, we'll be right back, but... Man, we're just gonna keep it rolling. Like, 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 like let's just keep cooking. Let, let's do that. Um, what happened? Okay. So, you know the whole teacher vibes, right? Nobody's paying for stuff for us. You know, I could cry y'all a river with this whole thing. Shout out to Abbott Elementary, man. They realize showing the realness when it comes to this teacher life. Real talk. But, you know, you gotta grab pencils. When I go to the store, I pretty much have it in my brain. I'm going to pick up some stuff for the house. And if I see some pencils for the low, I'm grabbing them. If I see some construction paper for the low, I'm grabbing it. Like, my brain is trained to do this. Like, ask a teacher and see what happens when they go to the store just to pick up, you know, some knickknacks or whatever. Pick up some, I don't know, sandwich bags for the house or something like that. I guarantee you. They walk in looking for two things. They leave out with 10. They see some rulers for the Lord. They go like, dang, you know, that look good in the room. Let me go ahead and grab this. Man, these kids don't never have pencils. Let me go ahead and grab some pencils. Even though I tell them every day to bring pencils to class. And I see them with pencils in another class. And by the time they get to my class, they don't have a pencil. Who would have thought that, right? I'm not about to get on that case for a pencil. I mean, true, they should be prepared for class, but... We got learning to do. And I'm not about to make a a fuss over somebody not having a pencil and slow up the class and embarrass the kid. And I mean, it's a whole thing. I'm not about to go through that. I'm not a rookie. Like, (laughs) I'm a vet. So I'm like, you know what? Grab a pencil. Sharpen it if you need to. Sit down quickly. We got work to do. We got to work. We got to work. So I'm in Family Dollar. I frequent this family dollar. And today the line's kind of long, right? No, I got my eight items that was only supposed to be sandwich bags and detergent. But who knew, right? (laughs) So it's this guy. And he's like three or four steps behind me. He leaves the line, grabs like three or four things, and just clean walks out. A couple of the ladies at the front register, they're like, excuse me, sir, you got to pay for those. 
And no lie, he says, I'm turning around right now. That's what he said. I'm turning around right now. Didn't even make an, an attempt to turn around, y'all. Real talk. No attempt to turn around whatsoever. He just walked out. And we all looking at each other like, dang. He walked out with a couple couple um couple headphones, batteries. Like he he has some for family dollar, he has some big ticket items. You know, you understand what I'm saying? This family dollar. <laughs> I mean, they're not keeping the super duper good stuff right out for you to take, but he has some good stuff. And the ladies look at each other and they looking at us and we looking like Dang, is it open season? Like, not that I was about to take some, I'm just playing around, but I'm like, dang. And the lady's like, this is what they said. This is what they said, not me. They're like, shit, I ain't about to go chase him. It ain't worth it. They don't pay us enough to be loss prevention. I was about to give her a high five, man. And it's not like I'm advocating stealing, but it's because I'm not. Now, if my kids out there, they're probably like, come on, come on, daddy. You remember? That was... That was different. Like, <laughs> like I, I wasn't stealing to, like, you know, steal. It was more like I needed books for school, and I had to, like, you know, get the books for school. That's different. I digress. <laughs> I'm high-fiving her because I'm like, it's good that you're putting yourself over a couple of sucker headphones and some batteries and whatever else dude took. She's like, it's not my job to be, you know, loss prevention. It's not my job to, like, karate chop dude and knock him down to take some headphones. It probably costs a grand total of $25, $30. Nah. Show your boss the video and explain what happened. And if they expect you to do that, quit. <laughs> Flat out. Like, it's not even worth it. And we, we looking around. We like, did he have more people with him? Are they about to start robbing people outside? I mean, you pretty brazen to just walk out of a family dollar like you own a place with mad stuff. I walk out of the spot, going to the car, and I see dude just walking down the street, you know, attaching the headphones to whatever he got. I'm like, wow, dang, is my neighborhood jumping off crazy? Is this an isolated incident? I don't know. It's like I just see the weirdest stuff. Like, it's like, Weird events happen around LP whenever LP goes somewhere. And it's weird. I always have a story and people are like, dude, you're making this up. I'm like, this stuff, this stuff happens all the time. Like, I told y'all this before. I'm just, I'm just I'm just at the gas station. I hop out. The wife, quote unquote, is making me buy lottery tickets. I'll be low-key mad that I'm buying lottery tickets. But I'm like, if I don't buy the lottery tickets and some dumbass numbers that I will play actually hit, I'm not going to hear the end of it. I'm really not. Like, the numbers that we play, you know, our kids' birthdays, our birthdays, our anniversary date. I have nightmares that I'll say, I don't feel like going in there waiting in that long-ass line and buying lottery tickets and I'm not going to win. And then one faithful day, all of those numbers pop up and the wife just looking at me like, you know, we could be like multimillionaires right now, right? And I'm looking back at it and I can't say nothing. Like, there's nothing I can say. All of the numbers that I will play hit. 
that nightmare kind of makes me go to the store and do this stuff when I don't feel like doing it. You feel me? So, again, another true story. I said this on the pod before. I'm, I'm walking in and like between me and the front door is a car, a white car. And there's like three girls twerking on top of the car. Just, just, just going hard. It's the dead of December. You can see the smoke coming out of there. Mouths. The the car door is hot and it's steaming. And they just twerking their little lives out. And the messed up part, y'all, here's the messed up part. Nobody stopped to watch. <laughs> no, Nobody put up their phone to, like, take footage. And, and this was, like, pretty much 90% men walking in and out. It's, it's like nighttime. In December, everybody bundled up, except for these poor ladies just twerking it out. Nobody's looking at them. I want—I wanted to throw them a five real fast because I felt so bad, y'all. Like for real, I just wanted to throw them a five real quick. Here, take this, y'all. Use it to cover your body up. Like use it to cover your legs up or something. I don't know. Just just stay safe out here. I just walked past. Like they blowing the horns, looking for attention. Nobody cares. The the hawk is out. And I'm like, I tell the wife what happened. And she just looked at me like, dude. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> this is the stuff that I encounter on a regular basis. Like, this is a Tuesday night for your boy. And it's, I don't know. I, I've been told by family members that I just have that face. Like, I had that face where it, it's not a face that's that's awesomely, strikingly, like, handsome, Squidward handsome. But... I have eyes that make you think that I want to talk to you. That That's what my brother said. Trick me out. Like my eyes just look like I want to hear all your problems. So drunk people just talk to me at the bus stop when I used to ride the bus as a kid. People just, hey, so what's going on there? I see your book bag. Let me tell you about what happened in 76. Man, I don't care. I was like, that's the bus. <laughs> that's, that's the life for your boy. That. That's what happens. I bump into so many strangers that just talk to me like, hey, what's going on? And we just waiting in lines. I'm just chatting people up. I don't know. It's it's just weird stuff, man. It's like it it, it makes for good podcast material. Like I I'm walking podcast material. I go like and that's what the homie Jim. Shout out to Jim. That's that's my main man. Make sure y'all catch the um the Friday night music party. Um, he have it going on with the um with a nice little mix of music. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I I just pop in. I just tell him like, look, man, it's it, it's it's wild. I I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't. Um. Well, we on. All right, man. Before I ride out, um, I I kind of make it my my charge to give you good stuff to watch because I'm watching TV all the time. TV on the phone, TV in the house, like all the time. I'm just watching random stuff. So I stumbled upon this documentary. It's on Netflix. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Netflix produced it. Um, it's called The Perfect Bid. And it's about this guy. Y'all might have seen it. Most of y'all probably haven't. It's about this guy who was like a Price is Right fanatic. To the point where... I don't want to give away too much, but I want to make sure that you that you um, go and watch it because it was good. To the point where 
he knew all of the prices for all of the merchandise off the top of his head. And he came he became embroiled in this whole fiasco where he got accused well not he got accused he got accused of some crazy stuff um dealing with the prices right. I'm like, who takes the time to memorize all of that stuff? I'm like, dude had that that math brain working working. Um it was done very well. Um Bob Barker is in it, Drew Carey is in it. Um, all of the people that's accused of the stuff is in it. So it's not like you're hearing stuff secondhand. That's what I really like about documentaries like this. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth, exactly what happened. And then it's not just their point of view. It's everybody else in there as well. And it's one of those things where they're not trying to push you to think one way. Like, dang, dude cheated. Nah, dude didn't cheat. Somebody else cheated. Nah, they give you all the information and then just go like, what do you think? I like documentaries like that, y'all. Like, those are the ones. Like, don't try to make me feel a certain type of way, you know. If you want your story out there, go and get you a Lifetime unauthorized movie and do it that way. Like, <laughs> then we can get all of your stuff. But if you coming out here and telling me something I don't know about, give me everything. Like, I want to know about your side. I want to know about the other dude's side. I want to know what the price is, right? I want all of that. And they did a really good job of doing that. So it's called The Perfect Bid. It's on Netflix. Um, I definitely, um, on the the four, what was it? The the five headphones, Sensi fan talking stamp of approval. This gets a solid four stars. A solid four headphones. All right. Um, I say anything that's four headphones or up, definitely watch it. Uh, I couldn't give it five because when you watch it, you'll see that there's just certain things that you thought you would hear from this. And as the thing went on, as the documentary, as the documentary kept going, you just, you just thought you would hear it and it never happened. And so it left you kind of feeling sort of a way like it's over now, like it's finished. Okay. That was really, really good. That was really, really good. It's kind of like when you go out for like a, a nice dinner and the appetizer is banging and the main course is banging, the salad is on point, the drinks are right, and they they have a great price to them. And everything is cool. And then you get the dessert and all that's there is tiramisu and, and cheesecake. Tiramisu and cheesecake is cool, but... For everything y'all had here, this how y'all tied it up? Like, this is it? I expected more because everything else was absolutely great. And then I get to the dessert and it's like, eh, let's go get ice cream from the truck that's outside. Let's do that. <laughs> that's what the that's what the perfect bid was. That's what it, that's what it really was. Beginning, excellent. Middle, excellent. They set you up just great. And then it just ends. <laughs> so if you catch it, let me know what you think about it. Let me know if um if you would give it more than the four headphones. Uh, let me know if you feel like, I don't know, LP, you kind of sold me on that. And I'm like, my God, that, that wasn't as good as you said. I don't know. If you like The Price is Right, you'll love this. <laughs> that, that's my little um segue. That, that's my little like, 
lead off. If you're a Price is Right fan, you'll be feeling this. If you're a game show fan, you'll be feeling this. If you're a fan of big scandals, you'll like most of this. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it, man. Hey, um, go Bengals. Make sure y'all stay safe out there. Give a teacher a high five. Take care of each other, man. And as always, life is good. Catch y'all next week. Peace out. not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either make sure to catch me on twitter that's the sensi fan talking leave off the g at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going also don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes the episodes will drop every tuesday if there's a change in that i'll make sure to let you know appreciate the support as always life is good